Hey guys, this is Coach Peter. In this episode of the Wellness and High Performance Podcast, you're going to learn how to take better care of your skeleton and how to make sure that your bone density stays at a level where you are not susceptible to suffering a major fracture of any large bone of your body. Of course, accidents always happen and we can't guarantee anything, but with behaviors and lifestyle habits, we can shape the shape of your skeleton's future absolutely dramatically. Before we get into the actionable things here, I would like to remind you that if you wish to podcast to grow and if you want to show me that you truly care and you appreciate this content, it would really help me out a ton if you left me a rating and a review and hit the subscribe button depending on where you are consuming this content. If it's on Apple Podcasts, if it's on Spotify, please do it on Google or if you're watching this on YouTube. I want to tell you a little bit of backstory. How did today's episode come about? So one of my clients has hired me to go into the company that she works for and they've hired me to do a 20-week coaching program and we have five 90-minute coaching sessions included in the program and in each one of these five sessions over the course of 20 weeks we end up covering all the pillars in my um, high performance model so pillars of high performance model that is sorry which are breathing exercise sleep nutrition and the environment so four weeks ago we spoke about breath work we spoke about stress management but the next one is exercise and we're going to identify the biggest high impact habit that's live inside the pillar of exercising so as i was preparing my presentation for this this session i went into the stuff like how important is actually exercising for bone health and I came across this paper which is absolutely fascinating. So this paper is called Evolutionary Perspectives on Developing Skeleton and Implications for Lifelong Health. It's written by Kralik and Zemel and, and colleagues in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia and in the United States. So in this paper there is an absolutely mind-blowing graph that really illustrates why it's so critical to stress your skeleton and stress your body when you're young. You know, we are humans, we are anti-fragile, meaning that we are the opposite of fragile. Fragile is something that breaks very easily, right? If you're a glass and you you drop a piece of glass on the ground that's gonna break very easily because a glass is fragile a kettlebell for example is robust so if you drop a kettlebell on the ground the kettlebell is not going to break you know the ground might actually break depending on how heavy the kettlebell is but nevertheless the kettlebell actually doesn't get any better from it so the kettlebell is more robust and resilient to stress but it still doesn't get any better from stress so if you have fragile, that's something that breaks easily when you stress it, then robust is something that doesn't break easily when you stress it, but it still doesn't get any better when you stress it. What is the opposite of fragile? It is anti-fragile. And this is not my word. 
I've learned this word from Nicholas Nassim Taleb, who has a fantastic book, Anti-Fragile is the title of the book, literally. And the idea that he proposes is that as biology, everything in biology, by the way, is anti-fragile, meaning that it gets better with stress. And humans are biology. We get better with stress. And actually, if you don't stress us, then we actually become fragile. So if, you're if you deprive an anti-fragile organism of the stress that's critical to make it better, then that organism is going to become fragile. And that's exactly what happens with our skeleton and with our bones. So here's an evolutionary perspective on lifelong bone health. And this graph right here really illustrates what's going on. So in an ideal scenario, when you go through your childhood, you're very active. You know, you, you play, you jump, you run, you throw things, you wrestle with other kids, you do all crazy stuff. And it turns out that each time when you're doing crazy stuff and you're landing on the ground when you're running or you're jumping, that is stress on your skeleton. And that stress is now activating genes that contribute to increasing bone density in your bones. So now your bones are going to grow thicker and stronger and more dense. Hopefully, you do so much physical activity in your early life that your peak bone mass, which is the most dense bone that you're ever going to get, that's going to occur in about you know mid-20s to even mid-30s, depending on different sources. It's not really black and white, but it's about then when the human body undergoes a significant shift in the hormonal profile. And that's basically where the downhill starts from there. And then it's like it, it depends on your lifestyle factors, whether your downhill looks more like this or it looks more like this, you know, depending on your lifestyle, you can significantly change the <laughs> ingredient of the decline. But nevertheless, we're all still going to be on some kind of a decline. Of course, my goal is to be on a low incline, a low decline as possible. And I hope that's your goal as well. So when you get to that downhill, though, that's when we start losing bone density. And that's when we start losing bone mass because of this shift in our hormonal profile. And now hopefully, you've been so active in your early life that you've built yourself a bit of a buffer zone so that you can afford to lose a little bit of bone density before you run into problems with bone density. And we have these two terms which are osteopenia and osteoporosis. So osteopenia means that you have an increased risk of suffering a fracture, like your bone density has reduced and now you are at an elevated risk for breaking your bones. And osteoporosis is a severe form of that. So now your bones have become so brittle that your chances of fracturing any, any bone is going to be significantly elevated. 
And this is very important for women in particular, because when you go through menopause, there is a very drastic shift in your hormonal profile. And that's when you really start losing a lot of bone density. So that's why usually women tend to have bigger problems with their bone health. And even women who've been healthy and active in their early life, these women, because of menopause, they might, you know, slide down into the range of osteopenia and potentially even osteoporosis. But now here becomes the real big problem. So what if your lifestyle has been suboptimal? What if you were a kid who didn't exercise? Like what if you didn't go out and play as much as a young person and you didn't stress your skeleton at that critical window of development? Well, now it turns out that your bones and your skeleton isn't going to grow as dense. Your bones are not going to grow as strong as they should have. And now you don't have that buffer, but instead you're going to basically be sliding straight into the zone of osteopenia and osteoporosis as you age. And that is a significant problem for women in particular, very, very common to go into osteoporosis. And I can tell you, having watched my grandmother pass away last year, which is, you know, pretty sad, but I think the more sad thing about that was that for the last, I can't even remember, like almost 10 years of her last, her last 10 years, she would have been 10 years. My mom's gonna like, it's like, oh my God, can you remember that? unbelievable at least five years she spent in a in a nursing home like it feels forever it might have been even like close to the 10 but at least five years I can like say 100% sure that it was at least five years but nevertheless until the last six months or so her cognition was like really sharp she was she would remember crazy things from her childhood and she was really sharp and it was like you could have a perfect you know sophisticated conversation with her and no weird stuff only like in the last six months there was like a little bit of weird stuff and the the elevator stopped going to the top floor if you if you know what i mean but the sad thing was that because of osteoporosis her bones had become so brittle that she had literally you know, it's like she'd been squished into half. She had severe scoliosis and her whole body was basically twisted into half and she was only a fraction of the woman that she used to be. And it, to me, it was like insanely sad to look at her. I even had to buy her a chair that basically all she had to do is to shift her center of mass forwards a little bit and that basically catapulted her off the chair. That was the only way that she could get off it out of the chair. That was absolutely devastating to watch as someone who practices and preaches, you know, strength training. And I couldn't help but to think like, oh man, oh man, it would have been so nice if you would have started strength training 30 years ago, 40 years ago, even 50 years ago, even 20 years ago, you would have been able to probably still be alive still today. You, you know, would have been able to enjoy life for a couple more years and I would have been able to enjoy her company. So 
you know that's that's pretty sad but that's that's a reality that a lot of old people are facing that their cognition is still perfectly fine but their skeleton and their physical body gives them up prematurely in australia 66% of australians over 50 years old have osteoporosis and osteopenia two thirds of Australians have poor bone health that's absolutely mind-blowing that's absolutely insane and that has severe consequences this is a straight quote from a paper by Melton and colleagues the lifetime risk of any fracture of the hip spine or distal forearm is almost 40% in white women and 13% in white men from age 50 years onwards and one in three adults over 50 dies within 12 months of suffering a hip fracture older adults have five to eight times higher risk of dying within the first three months of a hip fracture compared to those without a hip fracture holy shit that is insane that is a really really bad thing so you know the bottom line here is like you have to get lunging like look at this girl here <laughs> Teresa you have to get lunging you have to start split squatting you have to start squatting deadlifting doing some kind of an activity that's strengthening the muscles and the bones of your hips and your legs doing some kind of you know like if you haven't been running for a long time if you haven't done any jumping going straight out to doing a lot of running and jumping is a really bad idea you're probably gonna tear a muscle or two and you're absolutely going to trash your body but the reality is that if you don't use it you're going to lose it so you have to do something to maintain it and what do I do what do I get my clients to do well I found that the mock drills which are sprint mechanics drills made famous by a Polish sprint coach Gerard Mach. See, in Poland, they don't have, or they didn't used to have, in particular, like, you know, a decade ago, they didn't used to have many facilities where you could do sprint training in the winter time. But there's, you get a proper winter there. So the, the track is full of snow and you can't sprint properly. So this sprint coach, Gerard Mach, came up with these drills to, and he, he found that these drills, he was, able to execute them in a very small space and his sprinters would actually get faster just by doing these drills so these are marching drills skipping drills and basically high knee drills and it's called a run so then there's different ones B runs as well there's many many iterations of these running mechanics drills but incorporating these drills into my own life and into my clients training I usually use it as a warm-up tool for lower body training and it's a really good way to warm the body up you you know get the blood flowing you get the cardiovascular system going you get the whole nervous system nice and ready to go lift some weights afterward but the real kicker the thing that I usually don't even tell my clients is that what we're actually also doing is that we're actually also stressing you with a little bit of more impactful foot contacts and it turns out that it's those impactful foot contacts that are very, very important 
for maintaining the elasticity of your tendons and to encourage your bones to stay nice and strong because each time when you hit the ground and you you have to absorb that impact each time we're stressing your skeleton and that is giving your body more of a signal to maintain as much bone density as possible so there's the skipping drill and then the a running drill and those are absolutely fantastic if you want to see how to do them I post them on my Instagram I've posted them very very often on my one on my sprint training days I once a week I go to the sprint track and I'll use these drills as well as a warm-up tool and every single professional sprinter every single professional athlete uses some kind of iterations of these tools to improve their running mechanics because the postural strength and the skill that you develop during these skills transfers really nicely to when you're actually going all out sprinting or if you're just running at a even at a slower pace if you want to know exactly how to do these drills I use these drills also in the Leaner Stronger system, which is the training programming system that I deliver through the Coach Buru training app. So for both men and women, these mock drills are built into the programs as a warm-up for the lower body training days. And then other than that, what would I recommend you to do? Well, just start training. Resistance training, lift weights, split squats, lunges, squats deadlifts, single leg deadlifts, hip extensions. These knee dominant and hip dominant movements are going to be the biggest bang for your buck when it comes to giving your body a stimulus to maintain as much bone density in your body as possible. Turns out that there are some other nutrition and lifestyle related habits also that are going to be enhancing your bone health. The first thing is to prioritize your sleep because your sleep is when your body goes through, gets the biggest secretions of testosterone and growth hormone even as we're aging. So making sure that you're getting as good quality sleep as possible is absolutely paramount for maintaining your bone health. And then again, if you start exercising to improve your bone health, well now you actually have to recover from that exercise and so that your body can create those adaptations and guess when you create the adaptations and recovery you guessed it that's when you sleep the other thing turns out that it's really important is eating a diet that's full of uh, not full of but it's high enough in calcium and other minerals so eating a whole food diet that's you know you're getting a variety of diverse variety of plant foods um, green leafy vegetables in particular, um, fruits and dairy products, enough, in, eating enough protein, these things are going to be the big hitters when it comes to promoting an environment that's beneficial for bone health. From a, a, more of a lifestyle perspective, turns out that vitamin D is very very important for our ability to maintain calcium in our bones and to maintain bone density so making sure that you're getting enough sunlight and it turns out that as we age we our bodies become a little bit worse at making vitamin D from sunlight and you know if you live in Finland you already know the fact that you don't get much sunlight at all for for a large period of the year so if you're you know more than 50 years old if you're 
if you live in Finland or elsewhere where you don't get enough sunlight, it can be a really good idea to supplement with vitamin D and K2 supplements. So those two are often put together into the same product because they improve each other's absorption and they have been shown to be beneficial for many things, cardiovascular health, but also for bone health. When it comes to a brand of supplement that I would recommend, I don't get any kickback from this, but I never recommend anything else other than Thorn Research supplements because they are the most well you know they they go their products are a little bit more expensive than the ones that you can just find in the supermarket but they are the ones that actually go through the most scrutiny from the perspective of does this product actually have what it should have in it and does this product not have anything that it shouldn't have in it because that's a big consideration when it comes to the supplement market and you want to make sure that you're getting a good quality supplement. So let's do a little bit of a recap here. Start early. The earlier you can start exercising and getting consistent with some form of resistance training, the better it is because that's in earlier life, that's when you set the stage for your bone density for healthy aging later on in your life. And you know, if you are already past that peak physical condition of, you know, 25 to 35 years old, getting into these things that's the only thing you can literally do you don't have any option this is how you can reduce the gradient of the decline that's taking place no matter what so the sooner you can get started with things these things the better getting to progressive resistance training train your legs don't skip your leg day christ's sake it's so important train squats deadlifts hip extensions single leg deadlifts single leg, you know, split squats, lunges, these are going to be the biggest hitters. Progressive strength training with these exercises is the most bang for your buck thing you can do if you want to increase your chances of being able to live a long and a healthy life with healthy bones as well. Make sure to incorporate some kind of reactive foot contacts into your training. So this is now some kind of, you know, skipping or running mechanics drills or jumping drills. I recommend using the mock drills, which are again the marching, skipping and A running. And the cool thing about this is that you don't need any equipment for them. And they actually also improve your cardiorespiratory fitness. They're very challenging for your fitness. And you're also building postural strength that's going to carry over to your sprinting and running at any other speed. So that's really good benefits just from that one simple group of exercises and if you want to really take action on this I would recommend you to jump on the coach Peter training app on the leaner stronger system because that is where I've built all these things into it all these things that I've spoken about this is what I'm thinking all these considerations have been thought about and built into the training system you get to train the reactive foot contacts in the preparation drills for progressive resistance training and then the programs are progressive in nature and they incorporate all of these most important movement patterns. Each exercise has a thorough video demonstration video on it to make sure that you're stressing the right tissues and avoiding stressing the wrong tissues. So if you want to get started on that and join the team and join the exclusive community, make sure to go to coachputer.com app and there you can see a um, bit of a video about the main features about the app when you click the link there. 
other than that make sure you're sleeping right you're eating right you know eating a diet enough protein eating a diverse amount of vegetables making sure you're getting all the colors of the rainbow when it comes to your vegetables and fruits that's a really good good approach make sure you get enough sunlight and consider to possibly getting a vitamin d and k2 supplement especially if you live in finland always love talking about finland other than that I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you know someone who would also in, really like to know about this information and who is con, you know, a little bit concerned about their own bone health, please do them and me a favor and share this episode with them as it would be awesome to let them know about this information as well. If you have any questions, as always, send me an email on hello at Coach Pure or on Instagram at Coach Pure. That's where I'm the most active these days. Thank you so much for listening watching and i can't wait to see you in the next episode this is coach putter let's do this